Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Grill Economist, and today we have a man who needs no introduction. It's the one and only Hal, one only Harley Schlanger. Harley's with us today, and folks, there's a lot to cover. You can find him over at the LaRoucheOrganization.com, the LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the Schiller Institute.com, the Schiller Institute.com. And with that being said, Harley, how are you? I'm doing fine, V. I, I want to start by just making sure that I, I don't forget to announce this, mm. that tomorrow and Sunday, that is the 15th and 16th of April, the Schiller Institute is sponsoring a two-day conference, which will include a full discussion by with people from uh, all the continents of the world, at least 30 speakers, discussing this question of what does the de-dollarization mean? What is the new strategic architecture that's coming into being and why people shouldn't be afraid of it? It's a, a new era. The old era has come to an end, thank God. And you can be a participant by joining us. You can find the link over at the schillerinstitute.com, the link for the conference Saturday and Sunday. And I hope to see many of the uh, rogue listeners and viewers there. Absolutely. Folks, make sure you go to the Schiller Institute and sign up. Okay, it, it is the, the, the symposiums that they put on are second to none, second to none. Harley, there's lots happening. We have a 21-year-old um, Air Force National Guard video game playing post-pubescent, uh, post-puberty gentleman who is the, a, the biggest security leak in the history of security leaks, or so they say. <laughs> well, Ray McGovern, a good friend of the Schiller Institute, who's going to be a participant in the conference, said that whatever else they say about this kid, the question is, how does this material get to him? Yeah. Now, Ray said that this had to have been a leak from a certain network in the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's his Absolutely. assessment. And of course, Ray is a 27-year CIA veteran, former part of the briefing team that briefed President Reagan. And Ray's assessment is that there are some people inside the military who are now saying, look, we're headed for a total disaster in Ukraine, maybe even a bigger disaster in Taiwan. 
we've got to stop it before it gets out of control. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing to me is they spent all this effort looking for who the leaker is. And no one in the media that's discussing it will discuss the contents of what's being leaked. And the important question is, who are the people who are doing these deeds that are being leaked about? Yeah. Deeds that actually threaten U.S. security a lot more than the leaking. Right. Exactly. So, That's you know, I think that the deeper story here is that there's a battle going on within some elements in the community. Uh, Seymour Hirsch also wrote about this this last week, saying that the there are reports coming to him of people in the intelligence community who pointed out that uh, CIA Director Burns went to meet with Zelensky and told him that there are 38 military leaders and political government leaders of, of Ukraine who are siphoning off huge amounts of money from the U.S. funding and, and the arms and that they have to do something about it. And, and according to uh, Hirsch, 10 of the 38 were fired, but the rest of them remained in place. And one of the main recipients of somewhat over $400 million skimmed from the diesel fuel fund was Zelensky himself. Yeah. Now, when these kind of stories start getting out, it shows that there are people who are saying, look, we've, we've played this as far as we can. Russia's not being destroyed. There's no question Russia has been damaged, but they're coming out stronger. And now we see, uh, of all things, Lula, the president of Brazil in China. And what did Lula say? He said, every night I ask myself, why did we decide after 1971 to have the dollar as the only currency for international trade. Mm. And this is now the discussion topic all over the world, except inside the United States. Very few people know the extent to which there's a de-dollarization underway. And people who do know about it confuse it with this question of central bank digital currencies, the Great Reset, and so on, and start coming up with this line that this is all Klaus Schwab's doing. Yeah. Now, Schwab is, is the, the technical term I learned in college for Klaus Schwab is a dickhead. Yes. Yeah, he's someone who is put in there not because of his looks or his brains, but because he's willing to do the bidding yes. of the financial networks that are in control. And people who are focused on Schwab are missing the bigger picture. J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, the Hongshang Bank, the Credit Suisse, UBS, these are the, the city of London lords and ladies. These are the ones who are calling the shots, but they're not, they're, they're losing their grip. They're losing control and they're losing it because the nations they're used to looting, the nations of the global South, that they loot either through outsourcing and getting cheap labor or just stealing their raw materials. These countries are saying no more. And we're seeing bigger countries like Brazil, China, India, uh, and Russia taking the lead, but many, many other countries, including Honduras, including Uruguay, the government of Uruguay just announced they want to join the Belt and Road Initiative. The BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, now have 24 other nations that want to join, including the Saudis and the United Arab Emirates and Egypt which used to be the pillars of, of U.S. strategy in the so-called Middle East. So 
the world is changing rapidly and you wouldn't know it to read the New York Times or the Washington Post or watch CNN or Fox News because you just get a, a little whiff of the picture with a whole lot of spin. But we'll be discussing this in great detail. And, and of course, as you know, V, this is what Lyndon LaRouche devoted his life to, creating an alternative capability for the human race when, in which all nations participate in mutual development. And that's the only guarantee for peace. And, and that means the two leading issues that I've been discussing, one is sovereignty. The attempt to destroy the sovereignty of nations is at the center of whether you call it the Great Reset or, or the uh, World Economic Forum policy. It's to make sure that no nation has the power to defend itself against the looting of the so-called rules-based order. And the second issue is credit. Who controls credit? If it's in the hands of a private central bank, which is controlled by financial cartels, insurance cartels, and so on, then you don't have a nation. Right. And that's why we're seeing the United States disintegrating. You know, we have trains that go 30 miles an hour derailing all over the country. In China, you have trains that go 250 to 300 miles an hour that don't derail, that in fact deliver goods cheaply and efficiently. So, there's a, a new era coming. We should embrace it and become a part of it. The, the what best way to guarantee there'll be peace would be for the United States to junk the Bush, Obama, Biden policies of the last 50 years and join with these other countries in commitment to sovereignty and national uh, Hamiltonian credit systems. Yeah, very, very well said, Harley. Um you know, recently it was uh, announced by Macron, right? Uh, Macron is out there putting on the theater. He went to go visit uh, Xi Jinping, and Macron was like, "Hey, uh, we maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't follow the U.S. You know, maybe yeah. we should, uh, you know." And, and, well, and I found that interesting because then you have the Polish Prime Minister saying, you know, making fun of him uh, for following, uh, you, you know, the the the, the you know, saying not to follow the United States. I guess Poland is on a suicide mission again. Yeah, it's remarkable to see that as the system is falling apart, that the Western leaders hardly and there's that old adage, you know, there's no honor among thieves. And it's interesting to see all the knives are out. It seems like they're on the verge of backstabbing each other and throwing each other under the bus. Well, what's interesting is Macron went to China with Ursula von der Leyen, who's nothing but a mouthpiece for the, the junior varsity around Biden, the Blinkens and Newlands and others. And she went out there and said, we can't let China tell us what to do. We can't let China go to war with Taiwan, as if China's actually planning to go to war with Taiwan. Correct. Uh, China considers Taiwan part of its country. Correct. International Correct. law has a one-China policy. Correct. Then you have Anna Elena Baerbock, the... Uh, idiot in charge. Uh, the, an, the, an idiot, a moron. Well, she bounced on a trampoline so much she scrambled her brains, but she's over in China today lecturing the Chinese on democracy. Look, and here's, a here's a trampoline artist meeting with somebody who has the education, the accomplishments, and the wherewithal of Xi Jinping versus this trampoline artist. Yeah, well, who, who are you putting your future on? Yeah, but you know what they've done? So many people are confused about China because the same media 
that tried to sell the Ukraine war as a defense of freedom is now selling that the, the China is killing uh, Islamic uh, populations oh, God, in Xinjiang province. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the China is preparing to overwhelm Southeast Asia with uh -huh. uh, military force. Oh, you know, we have we have military bases. The United States has military bases around every country in the world. Nine hundred and thirty-four and one hundred and thirty-nine countries. And we're lecturing China. Yeah, because they, they, they have a tiny little naval base in Djibouti, Africa, and we're lecturing them. <laughs> well, here's here's something that I found most interesting. Uh, Kamala Harris, the uh, gaffe waiting to happen. Uh, another genius. Yeah, on her trip to Africa, uh, she was lecturing <laughs> the people of Kenya on democracy, and the Kenyan television played the opposition leader who came on and said, You've assassinated our leaders, and you're here to lecture us on democracy. <laughs> you're jailing your former president, and you're lecturing us on democracy. Yeah. Uh, you've launched wars and, and supported terrorists in our countries, and you're lecturing us on democracy. Yeah. So we're seeing something new in the global south, which is countries that suffered for the, the last two centuries under the effects of European colonialism that for many years looked to the United States as the leader of the anti-colonial forces and now sees lightweights like Blinken and, and Sullivan and, and Newland as the leading proponents of a rules-based order which doesn't exist. And what they're saying is, well, we're looking to Russia. We're looking to China. We're looking toward real economic development. And I think it's interesting out of 54 nations in Africa, do you know how many support the sanctions against Russia? Um, zero. Zero. Right. There are 13 that have abstained from the votes. The rest of them voted no. And they're asking the question, uh, why should we support sanctions when you've used them against our countries to kill our children and destroy our economy. So the, it's a self-inflicted uh, wound, the de-dollarization. We've destroyed the dollar. The Russians and the Chinese, the communists, the, they didn't destroy the dollar. Correct. It was Wall Street. It was right. the city of London right. that destroyed the dollar. So you think they're going to save the dollar? The, the question that I pose today in my daily update is, uh, should the dollar be saved? And if so, how would you do it? And it's not going to be saved if we continue on this current policy course. The dollar will become a piece of toilet paper that will be laughed at around the world. Or we can join with these other countries. We still have a, a scientific and technological base that could be mobilized. Yeah. Uh, but we have to break with the ideology which is free market, deregulation, privatization, all of which is a phony set of principles which are an excuse for looting. And it should be called the loot-based order rather than the rules-based <laughs> order. That's exactly what it is, the loot-based order. <laughs> and the pirates are people like Blinken and, and Sullivan. And you know, Joe Biden is the guy who's probably going to make himself walk the plank. Well, there was, a, there was another leak with uh, with Biden, uh, Harley. I mean, uh, one of, a former Obama staffer is now going on the uh, the, the, the 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 talking campaign here, 
talking about how Biden and another bombshell information that nobody knew this. Harley, did you know this? That Joe Biden was involved in kickback programs? I didn't know that. Another bombshell information. <laughs> what a bombshell. What you a know, bombshell. When, you, when you talk about leaks with Biden, it, it gets Joe Biden nervous, wondering if someone knows about his adult diapers. Oh, God, yes. Yes, or his uh, or or the insider trading that he's doing with the Depends, the diaper company. <laughs> He'll become the poster boy for that. If, right. if there's money in it, don't be surprised. If it's money in it, Nancy Pelosi will trade it because she is the world's greatest stock trader. I don't know if you knew that, Harley. Well, I, I know she has a huge appetite for expensive ice cream, so she's got to fund it some way. Somehow, somehow. Right. But, you know, here, here's the, the interesting thing. The United States has a history and a tradition as a leading anti-colonial nation, which developed an economic system called the American system, which not only made the United States an economic power in industry, in machine tool production, in science, uh, in agricultural productivity, but that system was adopted at the end of the 19th century by Germany, by Japan, by France, by Italy, by Sergei Vita, the, uh, treasure, the Treasury Secretary in Russia, that was used to industrialize those countries. And the 20th century became a battle between the American system, which was spreading worldwide, and the British system, which developed geopolitics to try and stop it. And we had two world wars in the 20th century that were British-launched wars they were designed to force the United States to side with the British to protect the British Empire. Franklin Roosevelt repeatedly told people, we're not going into World War II to defend the British Empire. Never again will Americans die to defend the British Empire, Roosevelt told his son. Yeah. After he died, Churchill shows up with Harry Truman in Fulton, Missouri, right. and basically scares the hell out of Truman into coming up with a plan to launch uh, the Cold War. And it, it's interesting. I just wrote an article, which is posted up on our website, on where this idea of the Summit for Democracy comes from. It comes from something called the Policy Planning Office of the State Department. And who are the past heads of the Policy Planning Office? Well, Dennis Ross, who's one of the leading manipulators of the Middle East, uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski was a top official there, but Sullivan, uh, uh, yeah, Jake Sullivan was one of the leaders of it. Uh, these, this is a planning office, which is the strategic arm of the State Department, and this is who's running the Biden policy in conjunction with the Obama networks, Susan Rice, Samantha Power, and these other crazy women who are power hungry. So, you know, you look at this and you see this is where regime change comes from. And they're trying to do regime change in Russia and China, and it will not work. It could lead to nuclear war, but it won't work. And I think that's what people who are reading these documents that have been leaked so far, that's what they're seeing. There are some people in the U.S. establishment who are saying this is going one step too far. We'd better pull back. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed wholeheartedly. Harley, what else is on your radar? Well, I, I think the we, we talked a little bit about Ukraine. Uh, I want to mention the situation with France. Mm. You know, yeah. 
Here's Macron, who's been a banker's boy, a, a political chameleon, uh, totally in with von der Leyen and, and the uh, uh, Josef Borrell and the EU bureaucracy and NATO, yeah. despite the fact that the French military still has a group of Republicans and Gaullists who remember that de Gaulle pulled the French out of the command of NATO because they wanted to have their own independent capabilities. And then Macron goes to China and comes back sounding like a, a little de Gaulle. <laughs> yeah. Saying, well, we, we need strategic autonomy. Well, where was strategic autonomy when he was glued to Blinken and Biden at these G7 meetings? When he was uh, going to Kiev to provide weapons to Zelensky. Right. What's going on in France is that there's a group in the military and the intelligence establishment that are saying, we are not going to be a vassal of the United States. And Macron actually, in his interview with Les Echos on the way back from China, used that term. He said, we should not make Europe a vassal of the United States. Now, you know, some people are saying, well, what, what happened? Did Xi Jinping bribe him? Did he brainwash him? You know, no, I think Macron had a chance to see what's going on in China and realize that the future of France is in the East. Right. And, and that's starting to hit some people in Germany as well. Not Baerbach, not, not uh, Habeck, the uh, economics minister who's presiding over tomorrow, the final shutdown of the last three nuclear plants in Germany. So you have green ideologues and monetarists funny money people who are lining up with the city of London and with the U.S. military industrial complex to launch wars and chaos. And you have some people in Europe who are starting to pull back from that. Mm -hmm. And then the, the thing we haven't really discussed much, but I think is another interesting sign of the times is what's going on in Israel, yeah. where you have these, uh, to call them extremists is to give the word extremism a bad name. But Ben Gavir, the uh, guy who's got his own militia. You know, imagine being a security head of a government who has his own militia to deploy. Oh my and God. the finance minister who's basically saying we should erase Palestinian towns from the map. You know, when you start having that kind of uh, extremism, I guess is a mild word for it. It's, I mean, why do they sound like Nazis, right? I mean, think about that. You, you, you figured they'd learn something, right? But they, here they are sounding like Nazis. Well, what exactly. Is, what is the final solution? Yeah, and it's, it's, not, it's also too mild to call it apartheid. No, it isn't. It's way the, too mild. The idea that, 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 that uh, Ben Gavir said, or Smotrich, the uh, finance minister, said there's no such thing as a Palestinian. The Jews are the Palestinians. Well, if he really believes that, then he should be linking up with the other Palestinians to create a, a modern nation state as opposed to a Nazi regime in uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. And you see the population of Israel uh, out in the streets against that. And, and Netanyahu, who knows if he's going to survive? I mean, his judicial reforms are designed to protect himself. But then the, the final note that I just want to bring up is I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, G, but they at the Academy Awards, the foreign film documentary on Navalny oh, was God. given an Oscar. Oh, now, God. This guy is now, like a, a, a known con artist 
in Russia, a known con artist. He's the Juan Guaido of Russia. Well, not only con artist, but on a British payroll because yeah. his assistant was filmed asking the British ambassador, this was about 10 years ago, for $12 million to run their operation. So here you have a guy who's a criminal, really, and he's being promoted. But in the United States, you have a former president who's being charged with uh, hush money payments that were not correctly uh, uh, reported to the Federal Election Commission. You know, which is the country that's not the rules-based order? You know, it's the United States. Right. And, you know, if, if the Americans could for a moment separate ourselves from this idea that we're the exceptional nation and just think about what made the United States a power in the world and a power for the good and how far we've moved from that and stop being scared of the idea that Russia and China are about to take us over. We're destroying ourselves. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just filling the natural void of keeping the global economy stabilized as we uh, self-immolate. Well, and the Chinese keep saying to the United States, you can join the Belt and Road Initiative. You have a lot of companies that would benefit uh, quite beautifully from being part of this. Sure. And you have companies like Caterpillar and others that are not going to have any jobs in the United States but are interested in, in working in Africa, in South Asia, even in South America. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to turn the page on the America that became an appendage of the British Empire. And that's what we're going to be discussing at the conference tomorrow. Uh, and there it is up on the screen. You just had it there. Uh, go to the schillerinstitute.com. And you'll see the conference for the 15th and 16th of April. Register and join and become a part of the discussion process. Yeah. There, there it is. Said. There it is. Register today. Schiller Institute Conference. Yeah, go there, folks. Schillerinstitute.com. Schillerinstitute.com. Register for the conference. Without the development of all nations, there can be no lasting peace for the planet. And, and you'll see the, the, the list of speakers. It's really quite impressive. And here it is. Um, Helga Zepra LaRouche, Connie Bakri, uh, Dr. Alexander Barbrough, Scott Ritter is going to be there, Wolfgang Ehrenberger, Ehrenberger, Ambassador Chas Freeman, Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Bozard, Graham Fuller. I mean, look at this. This is a panel, man. It goes on and on. And the, 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 the thing to realize is that uh, let me just give you a hint of something. Sergei Glaziev from the Eurasian Economic Forum, chief economist, yes. just wrote a new book on what is the China model and how this would work for Russia. Mm. He's not saying Russia is going to be a, a replication of China, but he's saying there are economic principles that the Chinese have understood, which enabled them to create an economic miracle. And he said, it's not really a miracle if you understand these principles. And Glaziev is the same person who has written several documents recently praising Lyndon LaRouche as the most far-sighted economist in the world over the last 25 to 50 years. So what we discuss at our conferences is shaping the, the battles internationally. So if you want to make sure that de-dollarization doesn't mean the collapse of the United States, Join our discussion and our mobilization because our commitment 
is to return the United States to the constitutional principles of a real republic, which is based on the dynamics of physical economy, increasing the productivity of the workforce as the way to produce real wealth, as opposed to speculation and funny money. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. Folks, that is Harley Schlanger. Harley, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to having you back again. Again, folks, go to the SchillerInstitute.com, SchillerInstitute.com. Register, register, register. April 15th and 16th. That is this weekend. They're going to have this amazing symposium. Make sure that you are part of it. With that being said, we are over and out. Enjoy your weekend.